You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, and we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard, and I'm thrilled to be joined by you, everybody listening all over North America. You can obviously listen on the free Odyssey app. You can tune in on your local affiliate. You can stay locked in on Sirius XM channel 158. And if you have a smart speaker at any point in time, all you have to do is just say, hey, play CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to play here on the radio for the next three hours. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to our number one of the show. As we took a look, that was probably the best NFL game we've had so far this season. The Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. The Bills turning the ball over three times. Josh Allen turning the ball over three times in the fourth quarter in overtime. And the Bills losing to the Vikings 33-30. to The Buffalo Bills no longer the top team in the AFC. No longer the top team in the AFC East as they fall to 6-3. and three. The Miami Dolphins, they beat the Browns. They are 7-3. and three. They're tops in the AFC East. And the Minnesota Vikings, they are now 8-1. and one. Their only loss coming to the Eagles, who are quite busy right now this minute, as the Philadelphia Eagles, they're trying to avoid their first loss of the season. Right now, Washington in control, 26-21. to 21. Less than two minutes left in the game. The Eagles running out of time. The Vikings, seven straight victories. That's their fifth comeback victory when they're basically losing in the final two minutes of a game. And the world continues on. And so we looked at the Bills, the Vikings, the Dolphins. And by the way, we're going to talk about this game whenever it does conclude and finish up as Washington has just dominated Philadelphia. They've had the ball for about 40 minutes the entire game. And Philadelphia, when they have had the rock, they've turned it over, something that they've been adept at doing this season is holding on to the football, not tonight. Let's see if there's a miracle in store for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. It looks like that they will take their first loss of the season. As we continue on with the show, yes, we'll keep you up to date with Monday Night Football. But the the two teams that we're going to talk about right now, they know about losses. They know about losing. They know about being ugly. I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts and the Raiders. The Colts beat the Raiders on Sunday, 25 to 20. Why is this something of note? Why, you might recall, Frank Reich was fired as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts last week. 
and he was replaced by someone who has zero head coaching experience in Jeff Saturday. He has experience being one of the best centers in the NFL over the past, I'd say, 25 years, but he's never coached above the high school level. He was just on ESPN last week being an analyst, and now he is the head coach of the Colts, and he was eviscerated for it. You had players and coaches just tearing him down and giving him crap, and why did you take the job? And Jim Ursay, why did you offer him the job? And they beat the Raiders. A matter of fact, they didn't just beat the Raiders. It wasn't until the fourth quarter, or the third quarter, I should say, that Las Vegas had a lead. They led 13-7 to at halftime, the Colts did. In the third quarter, momentarily, Las Vegas took a 14-13 lead. And then we got to the end of the game. It's like the Raiders got a lead. Derek Carr threw a touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. And then for some reason, Matt Ryan, yes, Matt Ryan, he was named the starter again. Sam Ellinger, he was told to take a seat. Jeff Saturday decided to give him a shot again. Matt Ryan had like a 37-yard scramble. Let me not short him. It was a 39-yard scramble to help set up the game-winning touchdown to Paris Campbell, the deciding touchdown, I should say, with about five minutes left. And ultimately, the Colts hold on 25-20. to And so, a first-year or first-time head coach a first-time offensive coordinator who's 30 years old, an old man in Matt Ryan, they beat the Raiders 25-20. to Matt Ryan threw the ball 28 times, completed 21 of his passes. By the way, his shoulder is still busted up, and he threw that game-deciding touchdown at the end of the game. Oh, yeah, and then Matt Ryan, who is old as dirt, he went for that 39-yard run. How the hell do you even allow him to run for five yards? I've never seen Matt Ryan move for 10. And the Colts, they improved their record, if we can call it that, to four and five, and then they still have that tie there from earlier this season with Tennessee. And the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, this high-powered offense that they're supposed to have, the Raiders fall to two and seven. And so somehow, some way, I guess, I guess the Colts feel vindicated with the selection of Jeff Saturday. I guess that this one-time victory over the Raiders is supposed to make him feel good about things. After the game, Jeff Saturday says, it's the entire team coming together and rallying. Listen. Everybody um, from offense, defense, and, and Bubba obviously on, on, on special teams, these guys, they rallied, and, and, and um, it's just it's a special moment for all of those guys, and I tip my hat to all of them. Um, it's, it's just it's, it's an honor to be a part of it. Oh, okay. Jim Ursay, he was on Twitter earlier this afternoon, and after the victory, he wanted to chime in. He says, the owner of the Colts, all you critics, you criticize all of us in the NFL for losing. When we make moves to win, you act so righteous. Who you crapping? Just win, baby. 
guess he's borrowing a lot from Mr. Al Davis. That's not the nicest thing. You just beat Al Davis's kid. It's not a nice thing to say. Well, anyway, yeah, Jeff Saturday did win a football game. Jeff Saturday has no experience coaching in the NFL. He has plenty playing, and he walked away with a victory. And good for him. Matt Ryan, knowing that he was going to start this game and get another opportunity that his career isn't completely down the tubes and in the toilet, he talked about Jeff Saturday giving him an opportunity to play. Listen. He was kind of, he was the one that brought it up, you know, and I think, I think to that extent, you know, I think that really helped. I think I've known Jeff, I think I played in a Pro Bowl with him maybe in 2010, uh, which, which is funny, you know, um, but uh, I, and I always remember he, you know, he, he was kind of being from Georgia, family from Georgia. He was like, hey, can, can I get your helmet? And I was like, what? Like Jeff, Jeff Saturday, you know, cause I grew up a huge Peyton fan and, and those kind of things. So that, that was special. Uh, but I've, I've kind of seen him in passing for the last, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever, however long it's been. But I thought he did a great job at the beginning of the week of, of kind of a, addressing the situation, understanding it's, it's completely unprecedented, completely unique, uh, and was very clear about how he was going to try and go about it and very clear about what he expected from the guys. Okay. Yeah, Matt Ryan is is 37 years old, and and Jeff Saturday is is 10 years older than him. So, yeah, their careers certainly did cross paths. And the Indianapolis Colts, they walked away with a victory. And next up for the Indianapolis Colts, the Eagles, who I must share with you. There's about five seconds left in the game. It's just a formality. The Eagles unless there's some type of miracle here, they're going to lose their first game of the season. 26-21. to Oh, but there we go. What a crap shoot that is. With five seconds left in the game, what an exclamation point here. As Washington... Picks up the ball on a last-ditch effort, 32-21, to 21, the final score. Philadelphia loses its first game of the season. They are now 8-1. and one. Washington improves to 5-5. Five and five. Nobody runs around perfect. Not everybody's going to be the Dolphins. Not everybody's going to be the Patriots, and it's probably a good thing. That Philadelphia tastes a loss because you're on a backwards pass, a little bit of a fumble, and that pretty much uh, was all she wrote. Washington picks up the ball, and they, they put on some extra points at the end of the game just for style purposes. And so Washington, they will certainly feel thrilled and vindicated that they are here, knowing that they could still secure a wild card spot. Uh, everyone will scream about Heineke again. And Carson Wentz has to be standing on the sideline knowing that with a fractured finger, if things continue on like this, he will not see the field again. And so a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss as Washington beats Philadelphia 32-21. to Washington goes to 5-5. Five and five. Philadelphia, they fall to 8-1. and one. 
Philadelphia, the Eagles now have the same record as the Minnesota Vikings at 8-1. and one. We'll talk about this game as it continues on. I do want to get back to Jeff Saturday here, the man who has no experience, because prior to his victory, Bill Cowher, one of the best coaches of all time, certainly with the Steelers, a Super Bowl winning head coach. He was on the CBS pregame yesterday on Sunday, and he talked about the hiring. And you would think that the Colts went out there and just hired a, I don't want to say a criminal or a terrorist, but listen to Bill Cower and, and, and what he didn't like about this move. I'm speaking on behalf of the coaching profession. I know for a fact that Jeff Saturday was offered an opportunity to become a head, an assistant coach with the Indianapolis Colts multiple times in the last four years. He declined, citing that he had a TV job and wanted to spend more time with his family. Mm-hmm. I get it. That's fair. I get it. Coaching is about commitment and it's about sacrifice. It's not just a job. It's a lifestyle. That being said, Jeff Saturday has taken a position this year as a consultant for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. And he's talked to them weekly from his home in Atlanta. Wow. Now to find out on Monday, in that short period of time, he's now the head coach of the new Indianapolis Colts, overseeing a staff that he chose not to not to choose not to join because of a lifestyle. Jeff Sari talked about in his first press conference the fact that he's going to use his second half as an opportunity to build his resume to see whether or not he can coach in the future. Mm. I say to that, what about the assistants on the staff right now? The guys that were there in training camp, the guys that were there early in the morning and late at night, the guys that have gone through the first six weeks in that building. Guys like Gus Bradley, Scotty Montgomery, uh, John Fox. Don't they deserve the opportunity for an owner to hire a coach who's never been an assistant at the college level or the pro level and overseeing a very much a lot of candidates that are qualified for that job as we see in Steve Wilkes, an opportunity to build a resume. It's a disgrace to the coaching profession. Mm. And regardless of how this thing plays out, what happened in Indianapolis is a travesty. Oh, well, damn. Bill Cowher out here just reading the riot act of Jim Ursay. That's why Jim Ursay put out that statement I shared with you. He's just like, oh, all these critics just win, baby. Well, Jim Ursay has been one game. Come on, man. Are we all confident that the, the Indianapolis Colts are going to take on the the Philadelphia Eagles, their next game, and and come out on top? Not me. I'd expect the Philadelphia Eagles to bounce back from their loss tonight against Washington and give the Colts the business. This is the Raiders, right? And sure, they're still an NFL team, but any given Sunday, that's the cliche. And this move with Jeff Saturday, it, it might work, it might not work. Everybody's pretty much on a on a show up to work and and let everybody know what you can do basis right now. There's no guarantee that Jeff Saturday will be the head coach next year. We have no idea who's going to be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts next season. Matt Ryan again? Are the Colts at at 4 and 5 are are they going to win enough games where they move themselves, you know, out of drafting a quarterback? Probably not, but they may not have the pick of the litter. 
And so everybody needs to slow down. Jeff Saturday wins. It's been one game. It's not over yet. They have to take on the Eagles. They take on the Steelers. T.J. Watt is back. They have the Cowboys. They have Minnesota. They have the Bolts. We know that they put up points even though they choke a lot. They have the New York Giants. And then they finish up their season against the Texans. I mean, I'd be shocked if the Indianapolis Colts pick up more than, I'd say, three more victories. Good for Jeff Saturday. Enjoy the experience. Enjoy the victory. I don't know how many more are coming. But Jim Ursay at this point, I'd say he's rather rebellious. He wants to show and let everybody know that he made the right decision. And so all things considered, he might hold on to Jeff Saturday into next year just to try to prove everybody right. We're going to find out if this was the right decision. It's, it's probably going to take a year at minimum. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Colts' next opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost tonight 32 to 21. Washington moves to 5 and 5. The Eagles, they get handed their first loss of the season. They fall to 8 and 1. We're definitely going to talk about this game as the night continues. But when we come back from break, I'll take your phone calls 855-212-4CBS and then I'm going to tell you about the team that the Colts beat, the Raiders, because their quarterback he was standing up at the press conference after the game, and he was crying. There's no crying in football, right? Well, for Derek Carr, there is. It's the JR Sport Brief Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, JR, man? I want to first by saying uh, I love the show and thank you for keeping the show real on so many different topics. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got a final score Monday Night Football. The Washington Commanders, they come back to beat Philadelphia. 32-21. to 21. Philadelphia, they now have their first loss on the season, falling to 8-1. and one. Washington, their playoff hopes, they stay alive. They improve their record to 5-5. Five and five. And it's difficult to say that Washington comes back. They did come back. Started the game down 14-7. But ultimately, man, they hit that second quarter. And after that, it was just like the football belongs to us. Overall, for the entire game, Washington had the ball 40 minutes to Philadelphia's 20. Philadelphia also had a slew of turnovers, and that was pretty much all that she wrote. And so we're definitely going to talk about this game. We're going to get some audio and 
and hear from some of the players and coaches as things continue on throughout the night and throughout the evening. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I want to take some of your calls. Right before we went to break, we talked about Jeff Saturday, you know, picking up that victory, that first victory of his career as the Indianapolis Colts. They beat Las Vegas 25-20. to And then in a few seconds, I want you to hear from the losing quarterback. I want you to hear from Derek Carr. Because, yes, the Raiders are 2-7. and seven. This offense that was supposed to be dynamic has been pockmarked with injuries and also led by a head coach in Josh McDaniels who is already openly discussing his job status. That's not good. And Derek Carr, in his postgame, he was standing up there at the stage. He was standing there at the podium. And he was crying with emotion. We'll hear from Derek Carr momentarily. Mark is calling from California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Jay? Um Yeah, I mean, this was a, a trap game. And I think it was, was it 2005? I think Pittsburgh was 11-0. And Washington was like four and seven, and they beat them on Monday Night Football as well. It was a trap game, and a lot of people obviously were picking the Eagles to win. But you were saying the Colts next week, eh, they got to slow down Jonathan Taylor, that offense with Ryan, who looks, you know, rejuvenalized after one game. I know it's only been one game with Saturday. It looks, the offense looked what? It was Saturday. I, wouldn't you say? I mean, they were running the ball. I mean, no, you you utilized the you used a word that I never heard in my life. It sounded like you didn't know if you wanted to say rejuvenated or revitalized. But go ahead. <laughs> I combined them too, huh? Right? Um, but no. Um, I mean, this offense looks a little better. So, um, and today, the defense played really, really bad, and they only rushed four guys. Is what I was counting almost every single time. I mean, it was like they forgot how to blitz, um, and you know. Everyone picked the Eagles, including myself. And that was the only loss on my picks for the whole week. But oh, Congratulations. I mean, What's your point? Well, my point is that I don't really consider Washington to be, you know, a contender. But coming back from 0-5 to win five straight, I mean, I mean, you know, that's very impressive. Uh, with Wentz One and, and four. They were one and four. I thought they were 0-5, no? I, I just told you what the facts are. So one and four, so they won four straight. So still, that is still impressive as well. And so now it's wide open in the East. You know, I'm a Giants fan, so they're one game behind, or one game up, I mean. So uh, take care of business there. But I see the Colts beating the Eagles next week as well. Okay. Well, thank you, Mark, for calling from California. Yeah, no, we know that the Colts, that they, they have some work to do. Jonathan Taylor has pretty much been – been hurt. He's been playing behind a, a terrible offensive line, and he had an amazing game yesterday. Well, am I supposed to think that that's going to change moving forward? He had 147 yards rushing and a touchdown against the Raiders. And yeah, the, the Eagles lost the game. It happens. Most great teams lose games. Most teams, if we got to think about a 14 or, excuse me, a 16-game schedule, some of the best teams in the league, they lost four games. They would lose four games. Like, teams lose. It happens. I don't think any less of the, the Eagles here because they lost to Washington. Washington has been hot, and Philadelphia had a poor game. They did. 
Heading into tonight, their offense is still the best in regards to scoring. Their defense is one of the best, and they lost the game. It's, it's, it's not the end of the world. And if I'm a fan of the New York Giants, as our last caller is, I'm not going to necessarily look at this loss and go, oh, man, it's wide open for us. Giants have a good defense. Their offense leaves something to be desired. I, if I was a Giants fan, I'd be begging for the wide receivers that, that Philadelphia has. So let's, let's all come down to earth just a little bit. The Colts did beat the Raiders. And I just did tell you about Derek Carr. Oh, man. I looked at Derek Carr after that game and I said to myself, this is someone who's just going to wake up and retire. He threw for 248 yards. He threw two touchdowns. He threw a big touchdown to give them a temporary lead in the fourth quarter to Devontae Adams. That was until Matt Ryan, old man Matt Ryan, you know, had an almost 40-yard scramble and a game-winning touchdown. And after the game, just Derek Carr, he was filled with emotion. I want you to take a listen. I love Josh. I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, They've had nothing but success. You know, way more success than I've ever had, you know. Sorry for being emotional. I'm just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like, just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off, if I'm being honest. Damn, does he, does he still want to play football? Yeah, these guys, they, they take all types of drugs to be able to play the game. We know this. Pain-killing injections that numb body parts just so they can play. Damn. Is this what it feels like to be the Raiders quarterback? If you're a Raiders fan, you hear this and you go, man, we're screwed. Like they were asking for Gruden, by the way, Jared. Is that possible right now? Is what? A Raiders fan, do you think, in all honesty, do they wish John Gruden was coaching this team right now? I don't think they're thinking about that guy. Okay. I, I mean, if, if I'm a, no, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm thinking about how bad we are. I'm not begging or looking for anybody to come back. I'm just saying to myself, we're 2-7. and seven. Josh McDaniels is sitting around talking about his job security, and my starting quarterback is crying about how, how tough it is and, and how painful it is that, that we're in a position to be 2-7, and seven, knowing how hard everybody is trying. Like, I ain't thinking about Gruden. I ain't thinking about Mayock. I'm not thinking about Al Davis bringing him out the grave. I'm just thinking about how – can we as a football team and a fan base just have to suffer this much? I think Josh McDaniels at the end of the year is going to get the boot. And Derek Carr is going to have to start over with another coach, another coordinator. And Devontae Adams is saying, I chose this over Aaron Rodgers? It's a terrible situation in Las Vegas. It's uh, Josh McDaniels. He's going to get the boot. And, I I mean, if I have to listen to Derek Carr cry again, I mean, I may cry as a result. 855-212-4CBS. That's 
for CBS. Allen is calling from Tennessee. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for letting me call in. You know, I was really surprised with just how how emotional the you – know, not just the media, but also the other coaches and stuff around the league about Jeff Saturday getting an opportunity. You know, I think the only person crying more than Carr right now was Bill Cowher. I thought he was just going to retire off the set. Listen to how upset he got and how personally affected he was by this, which is, uh, I mean, it's just odd. But, you know, when I look at people with pedigree, that's all Bill Cowher kept talking about. He's got to put his time in. But you know what? Urban Meyer put in a lot of time, and he had a dumpster fire in Jacksonville. You know, Nick Saban put his time in. Absolute dumpster fire in Miami when he was there. So I don't understand why, you know, when I look at, what about, let's go to Golden State with, you know, with Kerr. I mean, I mean I think I think there's a I think there's a difference. And and to be honest, college coaches are typically uh, under scrutiny as well. Most of the time when they move on to the NFL, in the case of Urban Meyer, who you mentioned, people looked at that as a bad hire. And we, we certainly saw how it, it, it took place. No, absolutely. I just don't think that it, you have to have that pedigree. Again, look at Kirk. Did Kerr have a huge coaching pedigree before he took over Golden State? You know, I don't remember Jason Kidd having just a huge coaching pedigree. Uh, but, I mean, these guys were around legends. These guys were around but giants. But I, it, sports, a, I, you know? there, I, I do believe, yes, and, and sure. Uh, in the case of Jason Kidd, he basically played the year before and then he became a coach immediately after. I wouldn't compare the NBA coaching to the NFL. Not at all. You look at an NFL staff, it is loaded with coaches. There are coaches for for every position. There are coordinators. Like, there typically is a hierarchy that most guys have to go through before you ascend to being a head coach. Jeff Saturday, there's no doubt for his position at center, he's one of the most decorated centers ever. He's one of the most accomplished. I don't think you can take away from what he did on the field. And that's great. He might turn out to be a very good NFL head coach but what Jim Ursay did is buck the system and there's nothing wrong with that he's well within his right as an NFL owner to go ahead and do that but when you think about individuals who typically in the NFL you want someone who has experience in in, in some type of regard Um, nothing wrong with changing things up I'm all an advocate for change speaking for myself personally it is it is very odd very odd Gus Bradley, crap. Gave you a whole lot of crap in Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville, that's that's what it is when you think about the football team. And then you have John Fox. John Fox is old. You have Reggie Wayne, who's in, I believe, his first year as the wide receivers coach. I mean, wouldn't he have been more qualified? But I guess not because he was under Frank Reich. And so what Jim Ursay did was hire his friend, hire someone who he could trust, and that was Jeff Saturday someone who he has a relationship for the better part now of about 15 to 20 years. Is it the right thing? Eh, probably not. But who determines what's right or wrong? It's his team. He can do what he wants with it. And if it crashes and burns, he's going to hear about it. And if he has success with Jeff Saturday, man, he's going to say he was a genius. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 
for CBS. Monday Night Football is a wrap. There are no undefeated teams left in the NFL. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being on this show and giving me some good content every time I leave my girlfriend's house. Give me some time to chill, relax, and listen to some good sports news. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The Washington Commanders, they beat Philadelphia tonight 32-21 handing Philadelphia its first loss on the season. Washington, they improved their records of 5 and 5. Philadelphia, they fall to 8 and 1. When we get to the top of the hour, I want you to hear some of the the play calling. We actually have some coaches speaking right now. Nick Sirianni is having a conversation with the media, and so we are going to dive real deep into this game on the other side of the break. Right now, we do have the phone lines open. That's 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4CBS. Ali is here from Miami. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's good, my brother? You already know JR. Um, You know, tonight's game was crazy, man. Um, That that face mask call that was missed, that, you know, was a fumble. It was just a lot. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I'm talking to you as a Dolphin fan in first place in the AFC East. Um, we got a bye week coming. Um, I think we could truly say that two is in the MVP talks, can we? I would say so. I don't know if he's he's played enough games. I think a lot of that is going to depend on how the Dolphins finish the season, really. Okay, okay. I feel you on that. But can we say he's been consistent coming off of a concussion injury I mean, the consistency he's been showing is very impressive to me. Um, to, well, to, to I, I don't her. think I don't think that's that is not up for uh, debate. Uh, if you're asking me that, I think that's a ridiculous question. Overall, since he's returned, he's thrown ten touchdowns and zero interceptions, and they've won every game. So, his consistency there is there is nothing up for debate there. The Dolphins are seven and three. Tua is playing out of his mind. Last night, he or yesterday, he completed 78% of his passes like this. Yeah. What's there to discuss? Yeah, well, I mean, what's there to discuss is that, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, he's, he's not in the MVP talk. I mean, I think he really is. Well, who cares? I mean, the only reason why he wouldn't be in the MVP conversation is what I just told you. People might look at the amount of games played. Like, and, and to a tongue of a low, I've, I've heard this. He addressed the MVP chance, and he's like, yeah, I appreciate it. It's nice and all of that. Who cares? He's missed games. The man is playing out of his mind. I mean, if the Miami Dolphins go through the rest of the season and they win, I don't know, uh, 13 games or, or, or 14 games and, and went out the rest of the way, who cares? Like, they're good, and he's playing well. So what do you feel like? What's your one thing that 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 could really, really, you know, bring bring the Dolphins over the over the the 
you know, the edge. Like, like I, I think that right now we're still developing. Uh, I, I personally think it's a running game that really needs to, you know, develop. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, what well, do you feel that the Dolphins they've brought in. I'm answering. I'm, I'm, I'm answering you. They brought in Justin Wilson. They still have Raheem Mostert, so I'm not necessarily concerned about their running attack. I look at the Miami Dolphins and I wonder about their defense. I know that they just brought in Chubb, and now that you have two guys on opposite ends of the the line who can go ahead and get the quarterback, but what they do up the middle and how they stop people, they allow too many third downs to continue to go on and on and on, and so I would look at the defense. My man. All right. Yo, hey, man, I'm going to hold you to I remember last time we talked, you were like, yo, you know, Kansas City is the best passing team. And, hey, right now they are. But I, I really think the Dolphins are going to really match Kansas City this year. And come well, out good. Let them, let them do it. The, the Dolphins are definitely one of the best teams in the AFC. And all I have to do now is show it when it matters. I'm not saying that they're not capable. If you ask me, I can only tell you who I would trust more, and that would still be Kansas City. Let's see if the Dolphins can do it. It's very simple. Thank you, Ali, for calling from Miami. Ike is calling from Indy. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm a Colts fan, and uh, I didn't think it was a big deal who you hired, you know, as long as a guy could get the job done. But as far as uh, Saturday's concerned, I think uh, he's 1-0 right now. So Colts fans are pretty happy at this point. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I do know one thing. Buffalo and Josh Allen they ain't never going to win the Super Bowl because they just ain't got quite got enough. And uh, if you don't believe me, just look at what Jefferson did to him yesterday. And I think Jefferson's MVP right now. That's who I would go with if I was uh, picking MVP. So what do you think about that? What do I think about what? Him as MVP not not happening at the wide receiver. Why don't you have confidence in in the Buffalo Bills? Because I've been watching them and they're in the same division. Not the same division, but the same conference with Mahomes, and uh, I don't think they'll ever beat him. Okay, I well, I mean, it was time. that's going to be the that's going to be the, that's going to be the thing that's going to take him back. That's a that's a tough thing to say uh, based on uh, what we just saw in the playoffs earlier this year. That's it, it, I didn't see a, a, a playoff game where Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs just blew the Bills out of the water. I saw a back and forth game, which forced many people to say, "Man." We would have seen a different result if the Buffalo Bills got the ball. And so I think that is that's a falsehood, what you just said. There's, there's a possibility. The Buffalo Bills are on a two-game losing streak. They still have one of the best offenses in the game. They still have one of the best defenses. They're in a, a streak, a losing streak right now. And so what do we do, just, just dump them? Is that what we do? If you want to say that they're over-reliant on Josh Allen, by, by all means, certainly say that. But to say that they don't have enough? What are, what are they, winning by accident here? If I have to think about the three games that Buffalo has lost, they've only lost by a combined eight points. You want to tell me about them not getting over Patrick Mahomes? Well, they, they were in a boxing match that went 12 rounds earlier this year. What, what are we talking about here? It's like a team loses, they go on a losing streak, and now they suck. Come on now. Nabil is calling from Buffalo. I think he might differ from our last caller. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just want to give a little comment on our last caller, the Colts fan that just spoke to you. Uh, You know, our secondary is all banged up. We got Trey White that's hurt, Micah Hyde that's hurt, who's not going to come back for the rest of the season, obviously. 
uh, and Jordan Poyer is out. We had a corner that had to play safety. Um, that's exactly why Justin Jefferson torched the, the, the defense basically yesterday. You don't have to tell me. You want me to give you the guy's phone number? No, I just want, I just want to state that, you know. Uh, I don't appreciate people talking about Bills Mafia like that, you know. Go Bills. Okay. Well, what do you think the end of the season is going to look like based on what you just said and based on uh, Josh Allen playing on a busted elbow? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Josh Allen's got to take it a little bit easy. He's got to he's got to get healthy, um, and then he's got to he's got to play easy. Even even if that means taking the check down, you know. I know he likes to do a lot. He likes to go for the big play. Um, he just got to take it easy. That's it. We still believe in him. We still love him. Um, you know, simple mistakes like yesterday, uh, fumbling it in the end zone. That's just uh, that's just things that we don't got to do. And he knows that. You know, and he he's he's a great quarterback, and we love him. Okay. All right, thank you so much, Nabil, for calling from Buffalo. Yeah, I'm not I'm not all that concerned. Whatever the hell they shooting in Josh Allen's elbow, they're going to do it week after week after week. Not only did he throw the ball 43 times against the Vikings, he ran for 84 yards. Now, if I do want to have a concern, it's that. It's that even all of these years later, and I don't saying it like he's been around for 10 years, he hasn't, but the concern has always been, is Josh Allen doing too much they just drafted James Cook they traded for Naheem Hines they snatched him up you still have Devin Singletary there Uh, rushing attack they had 175 yards do you really want Josh Allen having half of that putting his body through that abuse I think the Bills will be fine I'm not not burying them I think that was a a wild call they won't do anything I'm not believing in that at all it's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I need to let you know that we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Monday Night Football, the Washington Commanders beat the Eagles 32-21. Philadelphia has their first loss of the season. We'll talk about it. You'll hear the play calls. We will hear from the coaches and the players right here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 